This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. Happy Tuesday. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to get back into our Hawks losing double overtime. Clay Thompson dropped 54 last night as the Warriors beat the Hawks 143-141. Um, joining us right now is the voice of our Atlanta Falcons and, and West. The NFL world has been leading the world of news all afternoon, right. and, and rightfully so, with everybody watching Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin. Um, I just want to start there with you and get your thoughts before we talk about our Falcons in the final week of the NFL season. You've been doing this a long time. Um, I don't know if anything ever prepares you for being either a part of something like that, broadcasting something like that, uh, mm. Or even watching something like that as a fan, because I think fans last night were like, "Oh my mm. God, what is going on?" I've said it to Mike. I've asked uh, Chuck Smith today. All of our guests, Sal Capaccio, what were you thinking? Well, uh, two things. One, uh, I actually went through it five years ago. Um, I was doing a basketball broadcast with Mike Jaminski of a non-conference game in Raleigh between NC State and South Carolina State. And it was just a harmless non-conference basketball game until a young man for South Carolina State, Ty Solomon, went into cardiac arrest on the bench Mm. and fell to the floor. And Mike and I were on live television. And we stayed on live television for about 45 minutes as they attended to Ty Solomon. Now, the number one thing that happens in those scenarios, it's a little different last night because it's a ready – you know exactly who it is. You know the circumstances. You see the medical people out there. And I thought the first thing I saw last night was I was actually talking to Tom Hart of the SEC Network on the phone when we both looked. He said something. Somebody just went down the Bills-Bengals game. And we started talking. And I looked up at my television and I thought, holy cow, that doesn't look good. And then we saw the players' faces on TV. And I think that's the first indication all of us, Carl and Mike, had that how serious it was. Yeah, and was I, how the players reacted. Right. Right. And there's just no, we said it earlier, Wes, I know that some folks, because of the timing, the end of the season, and there's so much on the line, I just, you saw the body language. And I, I, I say kudos to, you know, the, the coaches for getting together because the NFL now, in retrospect, trying to make it sound like they dictated this. No, the players dictated what was going to happen. Yeah, I think there, there's a lot of cross-pointing here a little bit, but the, there are three things that come to mind. Number one, you cannot deny that the National Football League has all the uh, professional medical people in place for their games, okay? I mean, you think about the people that were on that site that moved into position quickly, and when they realized, obviously, in cardiac arrest that he might have had a pulse but wasn't breathing, they went into overdrive to try and get him to a point where they could transport him, right? 
So that's number one. Number two, uh, Mike, and what you're talking about is the process of the game management and, and how that was then constructed. Now, the he said, she said type stuff that's gone on today about what maybe was said or wasn't said is irrelevant because the number one thing was DeMar Hamlin, right? The third part of this, and this is the most important part, I think, in a night like this, is that I thought that the work that Joe Buck and Troy Eggman and Lisa Salters and the people behind the scenes of Monday Night Football and then Scott Van Pelt and Susie Calver, Booger, Adam Schefter in studio, I, I thought the work they did in storytelling and the emotion they did it with was in perfect symphony with the moment itself because we all understood the gravity once it became apparent this was not just some twisted knee or whatever, right? We've all seen bad injuries on the field, right, guys? Yeah. We haven't seen this. This is something you haven't seen in the National Football League in, in nearly 60 years. And so that part of it, I thought the right tenor and temperament of the broadcast was maintained, and that was really, really important. And as a result, I think we're all now, we've obviously been in prayer for DeMar Hamlin, but at the same time, I think we also understand, and Ryan Clark last night with Scott Van Pelt was as good as I've ever heard talking about the literalness of what the National Football League can be at times. Wes Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons, joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's shift gears and talk about our Falcons. Um, okay. a, a win is a win, and, and it felt good on Sunday. I don't know about you, but I kind of – I don't care how they show I, up, Carl, as long as you get one, right? It's exactly right. So I'm like, hey, Man. it's great to see Dez get a win. But I want to know from you what you've seen in the three games we've seen him start and what you, what's the expectation going into this last game, Wes? I mean, I don't know what the Bucks are going to do as far as who they play or who they don't. At the end of the day – you go in with the same approach, right? And what is right, it that sure. we as Falcon fans should be looking at and saying, I need to see this in Dez, this last audition that he's going to get? Well, look, I, I think he's done, you know, the exception of the, the turnover situation, you know, that gave Arizona the short field. I, I thought he did a pretty good job managing the ball game. I thought the throw that ultimately set up the field goal was a, you know, a gutsy throw, the Michael Pruitt catch, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that, and by the way, there's another guy who's emerged here on the back half of the season, right? The last third of the season of Michael Pruitt. So I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with where Ritter's gone in the first three games. I know statistically it doesn't blow you away, but I see improvement each week in certain areas. And I thought, you know, the gut check leadership to you know drive the field, kick a field goal to win the game was important. Um, and I think too, the other part about it is they continue to deliver on some of the goods that we saw they had when Marcus was quarterbacking. They play hard. They run the ball. I mean, I, you know, fool me here, but Tyler Algiers become a mm -hmm. thing, right? I mean, right. to me, I know Mike, Mike, we've always talked about the ability to run the ball like the last three years, right? Well, guess what? They're running the ball with Tyler Algier, and they're running it like they mean it. And he's a guy that I can see, and I said this on the air Sunday with Dave, I, I can see where Tyler Algier is a is a big piece of what this group's going to do in 23, to be honest with you. Yeah, man, 100 yards against the Bucks, and he gets 1,000 yards. We'll have our first 1,000-yard rusher since uh, Devontae Freeman back in, uh, in uh, 2016. Yeah. So I love his style, yeah. finishes the runs. Like I mean, they, they spread the wealth with Cordero Patterson. We said it earlier, could have had our first touchdown from uh, from Desmond Ritter as Wes Durham joins his guys in the Wade for .com hotline. 
I mean, I, I just I, – do, do you bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with him next year? I mean, I know we still have one game to play, but what do you think that room's going to look like next season? I don't know that. That's a really good question. But here's the other thing, too, and you guys get, you know, a pretty pretty infinite window to talk about this. If you've got to build your priorities, where's quarterback? It's gotten not lower. It's gotten I lower. You right, you're right. Right? Yeah, I mean, Carl, I want I want a fire breather, right? Yes. I, I want to solidify the offensive line. I want to get, you know, I may want a uh, I may want a knuckles down safety who can crash the box, you know, stuff like that. Uh, um, you know, what have you seen this year that, and twofold here, not just in your draft capital, but what do you want to go after in your free agency? Where do you want to make this team get better? And right now, I don't think quarterbacks in your top three, maybe top four, and it may be five or six, and, and I'm not even in the room with Terry Fontenot. And I'm just looking at kind of where you are. I, I can tell you this. Would would you guys be wanting a number two receiver more than you want a quarterback? I would. Mm, yeah. And, and I'm, I was looking at the free agent list for next year. It's kind of mm. meh. I mean, unless they, they they thrive in your system, that'll exactly like – the names you'd be really interested in, Wes, as far as kind of like the edge rushers. You know, I mean, we're going to have to get some of that off the tree in the draft. Well, Mike, here's the thing. You're, you're talking two ways there. One, yes, I agree with you. The names might not be the Hollywood stars that you're looking for, but the productivity's there. I mean, you know, you guys can talk to uh, Squidbilly, the local GM there on the show. And, uh, <laughs> You know, you can conjure up a couple names. I mean, I can I can give you a safety I'd be excited about. I can give you an interior lineman I'd be excited mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, and, and then again, the draft capital is a real thing. Right. And, you know, you've gotten some people to send you some of that draft capital. And, oh, by the way, Tyler Algier is a fifth-round pick, and look look who we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So I, that's, a, that's a kudos to Terry and his staff for identifying a guy who you could get on day three that comes in here and has contributed like he has in this team. And I, I think there are other guys in rounds three, four, and five that have contributed immensely to what you're doing. Plus, let's go back to the other piece we started the year with, or Flowery Branch talking about those guys with chips on their shoulder. A guy like Lorenzo Carter, I think he's played well enough. I think well enough to stay, in my opinion. Um, you know, there, there are a couple of those guys that have come in here and done a really nice job. I mean, Mike Ford on special teams has become a thing. I mean, that's... That's the kind of stuff you're looking for when you start building back your football team. And I think, I think Terry and Arthur deserve a lot of credit in putting this together in the last two years. Want to ask you, because uh, next week when we talk, it'll, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be in a different place. Uh, you guys will be in L.A., right? You yeah. guys are going to L.A. Well, I, so listen, I'd love to. I don't know if I'd make the game, though, if I'm in L.A. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, what do you think, man? Tell us what you think about TCU and, and the dogs. Look, Georgia, you know, now you know what the Patriots felt like, I guess, that year, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Georgia comes back. They win the game. Uh, Bennett writes another chapter in his legacy. Uh, but they had a lot of things happen that went right for them and good for them in order to pull it off. The thing that intrigues you about TCU is Sonny Dykes has kind of got that vibe. I mean, Sonny Dykes has got that vibe where nobody's believed in him. Remember now on decision day, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was, there were people that didn't think TCU deserved to go and it was, you know, roll tide roll, right? And it was supposed to be Alabama and not TCU. And when TCU went, a lot of people thought, well, they're just going in there as cannon fodder. Well, the cannon fodder for TCU was is that, you know, TCU is a real football team. Um, 
Kendra Miller's a, that's a, that's an important piece of who they are. He's banged up, but I give Sonny I, I give Sonny Dykes all the credit in the world now. If uh, if TCU pulls this off, it's going to be one hellacious story in college football, no question. I mean, it's just the thing. It's not like you're manufacturing radio material. Eight hundred fifty yards of pass, you know, passing yards you've given up to LSU and now Ohio State, and you just said it, Dugan. The guy makes plays. He moves in the pocket. You know, we were talking a lot about Jalen Carter. All of a sudden, you know, he was like, yeah, there was some holding, but there was a lot of double teams, and he was neutralized. So all of a sudden, this great pass defense. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not it's not a good it's just not a good pass defense going up against a passing offense. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I also think too, and I think I know Kirby well enough to know after uh, you know after the other night, he's probably got him exactly where he wants him in terms of driving the message home this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the thing about TCU from a personnel standpoint, not just how good Dugan is, Mike, but think about how talented they are and how deep they are really at wide receiver. So if they can run it a little bit and then set up the throw game, and here's the other piece of this. He's a legitimate playmaker at quarterback. I mean, he's an, he's an athlete in space who can make plays. and I think that's a big part of where they're going. But I, I give all the credit in the world to Sonny Dykes because I, I think he's taken over a program that had some pieces and he found a way to tie them together and get everybody to buy in. And, you know, that's, that's a hell of a statement to get them to this point. And then, you know, the way they beat Michigan the other day, I thought with the big plays and, and being able to counterpunch a little bit was really impressive, but Georgia make no mistake. Georgia's talented. I mean, and, and they didn't get here by mistake either. So, and, and here's the other thing. I think we found this out through the bowl process. Georgia was clearly the talent, of, uh, the, the talent of the league. Okay. You know, the SEC, again, very good football league. But make no mistake, Georgia's the best team in that league right now. And mm. I'm not sure how second figures out. Alabama played great down the stretch. But, you know, the LSU stuff and all that, I'm I'm not buying a lot of that through the, through the materialistic pieces of the way the fall unfolded. Great stuff, Wes. As always, man, look forward to uh, the final call of the season for our Falcons on Sunday right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, guys. Coverage beginning, uh, what, 11, I believe, and uh, kicks at 1 against yeah, the Yeah, usually, Carl, we start at 11 or whenever you can get there. You know, 11, <laughs> 11.05, yeah. however you want to work it out. Hey, man, appreciate you, and uh, thanks again. Take care, guys. All right, that's All Wes right. Durham. Wes Truham. Yeah, right man. Um, you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.